You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I heard there was an outcast reference on from Kevin Kugler on the broadcast last night. Really? And that he was he was talking about he he had some reference cuz it was the last time that I could look up the Twitter or the the tweet from Nebraska. I think it was like the the BTN Twitter account. Um I know Kevin Kugler was getting himself ready for for the Masters calling that putt. Rico, when I tell you, it was so close. Nebraska was going to win if if he won a Porsche. One hundred percent. If that if that person won that Porsche, Nebraska wins. He was going to win. Okay, so I gotta make sure it's, the, it's the his fault. Down volume is down. It's his fault. He missed it. His so his girlfriend or wife or whoever it was um, was standing next to him when he <laughs> when he was putting it, and he like he he missed it by maybe. An inch, not even right? that much. Not even they that much. They showed the like close up, and I was like, Whoa. "Okay, so not even an inch." And I think the the girlfriend or the the fiance or wife, whatever it was, whoever she is, was more disappointed than he was. <laughs> so I don't know. But okay, so here's the here's the graphic before we get into this this conversation. Back when the last time the Huskers won a conference road game in overtime was February seventeenth, two thousand one. Fun fact, five days before my birthday. Wow. Five days before Nick Sainer came into the world. All wow. right. And here's here's what happened. So it's your fault. So it's my fault. <laughs> Just come to think of it, the Huskers have been horrible ever since I've, I've, I've been here. The um, nerve. Michael Jordan turned 37 and was planning his NBA comeback. Shout out to the Wizards. Gas was $1.46 a gallon. Mm, that would be great right now. Michigan head coach Jawan Howard had a double-double for the Washington Wizards. Oh, look at him. And the number one song in America was Miss Jackson by OutKast. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. And so um, Kevin, or Kugler, did some OutKast impersonation. Oh, good for him. And and changed up the lyrics to make it Nebraska versus Minnesota based with Ben Johnson in it. So anyway, with Roses being our intro there, I thought That's about OutKast. Yes. Okay, Rico. It's hey, all yours. Let's see if I can remember exactly what I was talking about. So, um, this is kind of going off of the fact that people are freaking out about Dylan Raiola being at the championship game, Georgia winning, and on three, and some other places. Um, I think Steve Wiltfong, who's like the godfather of these predictions, yeah. um, put a crystal ball in for Dylan Raiola to head to Georgia. People are freaking out about it, um, about him, you know, not going to Nebraska. But my thing is, you look at a kid like Dylan Raiola, you look at this current recruiting class or this next year's recruiting class, they're going to be seniors in 2024. So four years ago, 2020, they were freshmen in high school. Let's say that they realized how good they were going to be or they started getting scholarship offers sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. You think back, you know, before that middle school, how much were they paying attention to Nebraska football? Let's say they were paying a little bit of attention to Nebraska football uh, three years before that. 2017, we'll say that that's when they started paying attention. What was what was Nebraska doing at that time? It was the first year of Mike Riley, right? It would have been the final year of Mike the Riley. The final year of Mike Riley. So if they're paying attention, and this is kind of what I'm getting at, is if they're paying attention to Nebraska football at that time, 
if that's when they started paying attention to Husker football, they're seeing a coach win five games mm-hmm. and get fired. And the previous two years, he he had a top ten program, but lost like four of his last five games. Well, that's where here's the thing, Rigo. Like, it's not even as much of how what what Nebraska. You know, what are they if they are paying attention to Nebraska? It's what is Nebraska putting out there? Yeah, because you you think about you know we want to hang on to the '90s, and that's good. I'm not saying to get rid of history. You need you need to you need you're, to you're hang hanging on. on. We're hanging on to that because that is the the best that Nebraska's been yep. for quite some time. Obviously, they and, won and three national titles potentially in ever four years, and that was you know they put together one of the best teams, if not the best team in college football history. But none of the kids who are were being recruited by Nebraska today were even thoughts in their parents' minds, more than likely, at that time in 1997, the mm-hmm. last time Nebraska won a national title. There's, if you think about 2001, yep. 2002, when Nebraska was last in a national title game, you were one, not even born. Oh, one, I would have been. So, so we actually talked about this. I was not born yet, because they were in it January 1st, 2001. Correct. Yes. And so that w- I would not have been. I would have been a month. I would have been born in a month and a half. And you're 21. Yep. So recruits today are three years younger than you, if they're going to be seniors. Yeah. Yep. Not even a thought of Nebraska being in a national championship game. If they're they, going to be seniors, they are four years younger. Four than years me. younger than you. So again, when they become sports conscious, let's say yeah. at the age of eight, Bopelini years. So when I was, I started paying attention. So for me, tw- I was I was six when I started actually following Husker football. So that would have been oh seven. I, I've said it before on the airwaves mm-hmm. that my, the first game I remember was the oh seven game between USC and Nebraska. And so we'll go. F- you know, so four years later, four years later would be twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. That's Bo Pelini. After, after. Um, the two best seasons that and I was, get, I was getting that to that. That's about. Bo Pelini. The two best seasons that I can remember from sports conscious me yep. in Nebraska football history. I kind of remember 0102. I kind of remember that. But the two best seasons that I can remember for Nebraska football is 09 10 mm-hmm. for Nebraska. And, and those I, teams I had. Those, I remember those yes, as well. And yeah. those teams had three, four losses, five yep. losses, whatever it was. So even then, they're not contending for national championships. So if you think about kids today and teams that they want to go to and teams that have been putting up numbers and contending for national championships, I mean, you want to go somewhere that's winning, where you can go where you can win. And I understand there are kids who want to go to places where they can help rebuild a program or, or build 100%. a program back up. That's I understand that. But when you're looking at the best of the best, they're going to an Alabama that's been good ever since they can remember. A Georgia that's been good. Even if Kirby Smart has these two national titles with Mark Richt, they were still good. They weren't national title good, but they were still good. They were top 25 good. Nebraska hasn't mm-hmm. been top 25 good in quite some time because people want to say, you know, that Mike Riley top 10 was a fake top 10, which it kind of was. You got blo- boat raced in your, you know, well, not boat raced against uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, but you got boat raced Ohio against State. Ohio State, and you kind of fell out of the top 25 after that. These teams that these kids are going to, these teams that these kids are paying attention to nowadays or four years ago or five years ago, 
have been good for all of that time. Yeah. Nebraska hasn't been able to sustain goodness, greatness for an extended period of time. The the one coach that you had, well, the two coaches that you had, you fired after winning seasons. Since then, you haven't had a winning season, and since then, those are the kids that you are trying to recruit to your program. I think. I think also another way to think about this um, is that there's value to both conversations. The the living in the in the old days, there's value. There's a lot of value there, but then also having a realistic approach to this conversation as well. There's a lot of value and benefit there as well. And the way I mean that is because Nebraska needs to eventually get to a place, and I think I think slowly but surely they are are making headway. Whether it's because of Trev Alberts, whether it's because of a guy like Matt Rule, making headway to not only involving former players and and guys from from when they were winning championships, but also potentially guys that are more recent. We've seen it on social media. Mm-hmm. Social media has been a big avenue for this staff. Um, and you might think it's it's weird or it's it's uncalled for or whatever it may be. But un- unfortunately, as weird as it sounds, that is the avenue that they need to be reached out in. I talked so, with Austin so seeing, about that the other day. Seeing somebody like Larry Asante, mm-hmm. who did not have the national championship caliber career that a lot of former Huskers did way back when, also brings value to this conversation. Yes. Because Larry Asante is a guy that I remember. Mm-hmm. That That's a guy that I remember growing up watching roam around in the defensive backfield. Prince Amukamara is the same way. Or um, Rex, Rex Burkhead. Amir Rex Abdullah. Burkhead. Those guys. Malik Collins. That's for me. But then there's... For so, me, it's so, Courtney Grixby and, and Marlon Lucky. Bingo. So there's, there's value to a lot of conversations... I feel like every single time this this kind of discussion is brought up, it's always it always has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. It always has to be you completely forget about it or you you go full full go into living in the past. You, it doesn't have to be that way. No. You can have a mix of both, and I truly believe that that is where you could find the best success because you have number one. Think about. What Amir Abdullah was told when he was recruiting here. Hey, we're going to get back. We're, we're so close, and you are just the missing piece. You are the missing cog in this whole entire thing. From what we were just 12 years before that, when you were getting recruited, when, when Amir Abdullah was getting recruited. But now you're removed 20 years. So now it's, hey, we need your help to get us back to where it was when Amir Abdullah was playing. So then that way you can really start to build this thing to get back to where we were so then, 30 years ago. So then we can bring you back to talk to these kids about getting to a national Beca- championship because it, level. It goes, it goes back to the kind of the conversation that we talked about with the, with the national championship in my eyes, Rico, between a, a good and established program mm-hmm. or a, a strong roster, a strong and talented roster. Mm-hmm. You can catch... I don't want to diminish TCU, but you can catch lightning in a bottle. It's not diminishing. One they had year. a great season. Yeah, yeah. You you can catch lightning in a bottle and have everything kind of go your way. The bounces go your way um, in some games, and you can you can catch some teams on their bad days, and you can win a game because you were the better team on New Year's Eve against Michigan. Those things can all be factual, but then you can also be. It takes a it takes a longer period of time. Can you sustain than it? just one off season? 
it takes a longer period of time to get to where Ohio State is, to get to where Georgia is, and be able to put an emphatic beatdown like a six in a, in a fashion of sixty-five to seven in the biggest game in college football's world. Are you going to be like an Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, and Michigan, or are you going to be like an LSU where they're good? They're they're they have really good rosters year after year, mm-hmm. but they'll win a national championship every ten years, so, every eight years, or something like that. Can you sustain yeah. it, or are you you know every couple of seasons here and there we're gonna pop up into the top ten, top twenty five, whatever, and, and be that team? And and I just want to get to this this unnamed texture really fast. Is saying top kids go to Miami, Colorado, and Florida State. Top kids are going to Colorado now because of Deion Sanders. Yep. Top kids are going to Miami because it's Miami. Location. It's not. It's not that it's you know Miami back in the '90s and the, and the early 2000s when they were great, because you know they again weren't recruits now weren't alive then, mm-hmm. but Miami is always bringing back an Ed Reed, a Warren Sapp, yeah. uh, 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 Jeremy Shockey, you know whoever that these kids might recognize, and also it's in Florida. It's Miami, Florida. Who wouldn't want to spend four years going to college in Miami, Florida? And it's, it's the same with Florida especially State. Especially if they are from the state of Florida. Yes. It's a lot easier to stay in the state of Florida and your parents just have to drive a couple of hours to watch you play as opposed to having to fly across the, across mm-hmm. the nation to a USC or to a Texas or you know uh, drive many, many hours to an Alabama or, or something like that. Although it would be a championship program you're joining – you could just stay in your backyard and and play for the Seminoles or the, play for the Hurricanes. And this whole entire conversation, obviously the big fish in the sea is is Dylan Riola. Um, but just overall, I, I think it, we're not trying to say right now that in 2023 it's impossible for Nebraska to go out and get a five-star. It's not impossible, um, especially in the in the day and age of, of everything, you know, NIL and everything else. It's not impossible but there's a couple things that need to happen. It's just highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely right now. Um, so that's where it's – we're not trying to say it's impossible to get high-level recruits because Nebraska's done it before Matt Rule, before Scott Frost, even with Mike Riley, they got high-level recruits. Um, it's just there's value. I guess it's trying to put notice on that there's value in – in Jay Foreman going back, there's value in Terrell Farley and Vershawn being there. There's huge value in those. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and and that's why it feels like we always have to tiptoe on this conversation. But there's also value. But there's in also a Rex value Burkhead. in a Rex Burkhead, a Amir Abdullah. Yes, those guys, Larry Asante, or or even a guy like Mike Williams, who unfortunately didn't have the stats at Nebraska, but is able to say, I played here five, four years ago. Question. When is the last time Levante David's been back on campus? We don't know. When is the last time Amir Abdullah's been back on campus? So so that's the crazy thing about it. And, and a lot of people take it, you know... And Dominique they, they, they Sue was back the, the thing, second year of Scott Frost, and that mm-hmm. was the first time he'd been back since Bo Pelini was fired. People people freak out or, you know, take note of the, the littlest things, and... and you know, on Sunday Night Football, they have the player introductions. Levante David doesn't say Nebraska, and, and that bothers a lot of people. He hasn't said it for a while. No, that, that, and that's and that's not a that's not a Matt Rule fault. I'm, I'm not sure if that's even a Scott Frost fault. I, I don't know who whose fault it is. But once again, Rico, we've talked about this off the air. The littlest things with some of the former players that because a lot of the former players and the drive the AD and Raf just had this discussion with Amon Green yesterday. Who who was a fantastic interview? If you missed any of that, you can go back on the on the podcast site. But he's he's excited to be 
involved. He he said I'm going to I'm willing to be involved um, going forward. Now I think um, when you, when you look at some of the former players that don't necessarily need to be down there, the littlest things like sending swag bags and sending gear, the littlest things like that, just to maintain some form of communication rather than cutting all ties, is is a is an easy price to pay to keep a good culture both with your recent players and longer former players. Yes. So, um, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the starter Heyman text line. Um, so, T. Farley chimes in and says it was 2015 for Levante David. That's why. The, the last time. And, and he is mo- one of the most notable Husker alums in the NFL right now. I guess I was wrong about Amir. People are telling me he comes back every year and he's on the sidelines. So, okay, there we go. Okay. Either way, the whole conversation reigns true. And, and I, I believe... That there, once again, there's value in in both both sides. Both things are 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 capable of being true. Keep your ties to the past, but you know you don't have to also, go that well, far back. Yeah, because because here's the deal, guys. We we're not sitting here saying that to like just just throw away because that that no. was that was a run of of unprecedented perfection. And, 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 like that's there's a there's a very good chance that that will never ever happen again. Never happen again. But so I think there's extreme value there. Like but there's also value in in recent players being yeah. involved. You think of the the last three teams there's, to there's go no, back to no back. There's no reason to say. There's no reason to say. Sorry, Rico. No, you're good. There's no reason to say that they can't have both or that they shouldn't have both. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason at all. And so for if there's excuses of well, listen, they didn't win games. That's I, I understand that that you don't want to have that in, inject that culture of of losing into your program, but there if you're if you talk about tradition, that's part of it. Unfortunately, the part of it was the trials and the tribulations and the 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 rough stretch that Nebraska's endured over the last ten years. I mean, let's be honest, over the last 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. with no conference titles, no national championship appearances, there, there's there's value in both, and each one carries quite a bit of value in my mind. And there's no excuse, no reason why they can't have both. So we'll see what happens going forward. 402-464-5685, crossover coming up next with Austin Norman. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.